0: Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N, and get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. Zensports.com is how you get involved. Of course, True Map Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to true dot for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Uh, they will put you in position to succeed on all your fitness goals. This is a uh, this is a, a a huge a hugely important time for the Titans as they continue to fill out the staff. We know that the core of the Titans' issues is not the coaching staff, but the roster. Um, and the roster, you know, we'll get to that time of year as we get closer to things like the combine at the end of the month, Senior Bowl wrapping up tomorrow. Um, I know the Titans radio crew came back from Mobile today earlier this morning and uh, you know soon before long free agency in March and and the draft at the end of April will be upon us. by the way, uh, not to not to get too ahead of myself, but we've got a date booked for Greg Cosell to fly back in here uh, to Nashville and to do another live taping of the install. We're going to do it a couple of days after the draft. We're going to do it the same venue, the analog. Uh, We're going to have a lot of exciting things that we didn't get to do last year that because we've given ourselves more time to plan that we're going to be able to do this year. And with a new coach, um, Greg's ability to break down how you're going to see Bengals' concepts within the Titans' offense I think is something you guys are really going to enjoy. So we'll keep you updated on that when, uh, when those links go live and we can, uh, we're doing it for a great cause this year. We're doing it to support leukemia and lymphoma society. Um, cause we had such a uh, great success with it last year that we know that you guys are going to come out, show out and support because it's great football talk. And also this year for a great cause. So like I said, more information on that later on, but all right, the latest news, Mary Kay Cabot of, uh, Cleveland.com who is the most credible of the Browns reporters out there tweeted out uh, about a, an hour and a half ago saying that the Titans breaking the Titans have asked the Browns for permission to interview offensive line coach Bill Callahan and Callahan is expected to join his son, Brian, the Titans new head coach. Now uh, I had talked about this on the radio t- today. I had said that my expectation was that the Browns were going to fight harder to keep Bill Callahan. That was my understanding all last week. Uh, I am looking forward to talking to Brian, about this at some point, I think I said Brian as, as a member of the Brown staff, that's going to cause me problems uh, inevitably throughout the course of however long the two of them are on their staff together. But I had heard that the Browns were going to fight harder to keep Bill and that it was not necessarily a layup that Brian would be able to hire his father. We even asked Brian a week ago today at his introductory press conference, had he given any thought to hiring his father? He said at the time he had not even given a thought to interviewing him, but obviously sense since changed. So great news for the Titans and for Titans fans that the Browns granted that interview request. Even better news that the hire is expected to be made um, in ways that you thought you might have more hurdles here. Uh, I, uh, I knew it. There's no way the Browns would do that. Uh, what, block? Well, I mean... It would not have been a like it would not have been a very kind thing to do, right? Blocking Brian from interviewing Bill, or blocking Bill from interviewing with Brian. But Jimmy Haslam is the owner of the Titan, or as the owner of the Browns. And can you imagine Jimmy Haslam as the owner of the Titans? Jimmy Haslam is the owner of the Browns is not somebody that I think is a predictable person, and that would do things just because they may be, you know, a fundamentally decent thing to do. So, uh, it's, it's a really, uh, what buckets, his son says Troy Anderson. Yeah. What did I say? It is his son. I, I know that, uh, Brian Callahan is, or excuse me, the Brian Callahan is Bill's son. I just know I'm going to flip the flip flop their names all the time. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, would Munchak still be interested in coming back? Him and Bill have history, you know, uh, certainly it's worth paying attention to. I would be surprised. I would be surprised knowing, um, Mike Munchak's interest in being the offensive line coach if that would happen. But I guess you can't rule anything out at this particular point in time. Munch as an assistant to Bill, uh, Bill would certainly have seniority. And, you know, uh, you don't want to rule anything out at this point, I guess, because they're being very diligent about that. I guess it would be, uh, I guess the thing that I would say is it would surprise me, but you can't rule anything out right now. As they go about this stuff. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep you updated with the latest. Again, we've got our handy dandy coach tracker uh, right here in, on my desk in the notebook. Uh, Buck, all these bees have you in a be- blender. Yes, <laughs> even blender is hard for me to say. Bill, Browns, Brian. Uh, it's going to be a pain in the ass. But either way, it's not a pain in the ass to have the most competent offensive line coach, the most competent active offensive line coach in the league right now the most highly regarded offensive line coach in the league because listen he's got a lot of got a lot of work to do to be able to make this unit this particular unit work uh, and i know titans fans understand that as much as anybody uh you're going to hear from brian callahan uh in just a second right after i ask you your two rivers ford take on facebook youtube twitter and on twitch if you would like to get Involved. What is the most important hire that Brian Callahan has made for the Titans so far? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it is presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They will put you in position to succeed with the best car buying experience out there. What is the most important hire that Brian Callahan has made so far? So, to recap, Denard Wilson is your new defensive coordinator. Tyke Tolbert is your new wide receivers coach. That was reported by, I believe, Jeremy Fowler. Uh, No, excuse me, Cam Wolf earlier today. Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach. That's the only three hires, uh, reportedly, that Brian Callahan has made so far. So, of course, you're still waiting on an offensive coordinator, a quarterback's coach. Running backs, tight ends, DBs, inside linebackers, edge guys, defensive line, and special teams. Um, They still have quite a bit of work to do to fill out the rest of this coaching staff. But those three, of those three, which is the most important hire that he has made. Um, Worth noting that Justin Outen, the Titans running backs coach and run game coordinator under Mike Vrabel, sounds like he's going to stick around, whether he is going to be again in his role as the running backs coach Um, remains to be seen, but it seems like Justin Outen is going to be the only holdover from Mike Vrabel's previous coaching on field coaching staff. Cause Tim Kelly, Shane Bowen, Charles London, Rob Moore, Jason Hotelling, Justin, uh, Justin Outen is the only holdover so far. Tony Dews, Scott Booker and Chris Harris, Bobby King, Ryan Crow, Terrell Williams, and Tom Quinn, um, all of those gentlemen, except Outen, have been reported as either being hired elsewhere, not having their contracts uh, renewed, or uh, having their contracts ended as a means of moving on. Nando says, "When do you think they will hire an OC?" I would have thought they would have had one by now. So I'm not gonna. I, I can't give you a timeline. Again, they can only answer that question is as, uh, as we keep you as we get more information. As more information becomes available, obviously. We will keep you updated with that, but I, I don't think that it would be productive. I don't think it would be fair of me to put a timeline on it right now because, like I said, three coaches in a week is pretty pretty slow going. Um, and, you know, they don't necessarily have to have everything in place. Uh, as we get closer and closer to combine, one would think by combine, that would be done and dusted. Um, that's not till the end of the month, the final week of February. So... It's it's not as pressing because as MB points out, uh, I think the OC will just be entitled anyways. It will be Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan is the play caller, but this is not inconsequential, right? Because we know in talking to Brian Callahan and hearing about the relationship between he and Zach Taylor that the offensive coordinator relationship with Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan was critically important to the uh to the Bengal success. So it's not just a title, it is very important, but you're right. It's not as pressing a need when the person who is calling the plays is already the person that you employ as your head coach. Uh, I do think that it is um, it is more important than just uh, an offensive coordinator coordinator in name, right? So offensive line coach, though, is the thing that they had to get the most right. And to do it with your dad and to do it with your dad, who's now going to be a part of your staff, is huge for them. He was asked, Brian Callahan, about fixing the protection, and if it's just an offensive line problem, and this was his answer on it being a holistic offensive problem.
2: And how much schematically can you fix that? Um, There's a lot of things that go into protection. Um, Some of it starts with as simple as uh, you got to go win. Uh, you got to win versus tight coverage. Um, Protection is is an everybody problem. Uh, The quarterback's got to get rid of the ball on time. Uh, They have to work through progressions quickly. Um, So to say that it's a it's a specifically the offensive line needs to fix the protection problem. I I don't agree with that. Um, I think it's a it's a holistic offensive issue. uh, If you have protection problems, and there's a lot of ways you can uh, help weaknesses, um, highlight strengths, and everybody's involved in the process. Um, As far as profiles of offensive linemen and players, you know, obviously, you're looking for for those, the guys that are great at pass pro, Um, you're looking for guys that can anchor guys that got great length. Um, You know, we'll talk about all the traits at a later date, but um, schematically you can help a ton. You can chip, you can bang edges. Um, back's got to be fantastic in pass protection. They got to know who to block and how to block them. Um, so it's it's a it's a holistic offensive issue. And so our job is to find a way to make sure everyone knows all the specifics of what we're trying to get done. And then they can f- technically go execute it. Well, some of those specific, specific traits, car, excuse me.
0: So that's Brian Callahan speaking at his introductory press conference a week ago about the solving the protection issue and it not just being on the offensive line. Uh, MB says, I'm almost as pumped about getting Bill as I am about getting Brian, the offensive line coach, is as important here as both coordinators. Like I said, he's got his work cut out for him, Bill does. But if you wanted, if you wanted hope about salvaging guys like Dylan Raden's Npf getting the most out of Jalen Duncan this is the kind of of person that you want in this pos- position um beyond just what they're going to be able to do to help those guys schematically uh, with various protection plans because he's right it's not just about the offensive line but the offensive line is also the offensive line talent here is uh, has been a glaring issue for quite some time and we know that that is something that they're going to have to work diligently to resolve as well as just making the hires that can. Everybody but Skaronsky can be shown the door. I don't care, says Bryce Erickson. Yeah, but Bryce, you you just can't do that, right? Like, I I know what you're saying, and I understand why you feel that way. But it's about trying to keep as much, basically trying to solve as many problems as you can at once, right? You can't fix the entire offensive line in one offseason. So what's going to put you in the best position to solve as many of those problems as humanly possible based on young talent that you have under contract, new talent that you're going to add, both in the draft and free agency. And, uh, and really, I mean, the level of veteran, they're not burdened by any veteran offensive line contracts, not named Andre Dillard. Now the thing that I would want to know, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine a world in which Andre Dillard comes back on this roster next year, but it is, I guess you can't totally rule it out with a new offensive line coach. If he's going to do, if he's going to work wonders for the entirety of the group, could he do something with Andre Dillard? But even, even if Dillard came back, it, Oh God, I, just, I don't even want to, I don't want to even say that and speak it into uh, speak it into the universe because, even in a depth role, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know how they could, they could justify keeping that person on the books for that contract, even if it required them eating, uh, eating some dead money. Um, you don't need a pro bowler at every position on the line, but they have to be solid. Yes. Agreed. Troy Anderson. And and things that can help them be solid, right. With a better coach, better position coach and a scheme that's there to help them. Um, I think, I, give, I think gives a lot of different people who you would have ruled out and said, show show them the door, Aaron Brewer. I mean, I would be inclined to think that Aaron Brewer comes back, again, in a depth role. The free agent center market is pretty interesting. I think Puka brought that up last night. Um, man, Dillard, can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if Dillard came back and was salvageable under Bill Callahan? That would be that would be the unthinkable. Then he would be worth even more money than whatever it is that they're going to pay him to come coach for his son because that's that's pretty crazy anyway. Uh let's keep it moving here on the primetime show. Uh coaching carousel. Who made the least inspiring hire of the NFL head coaching cycle? Titans fans have to be pleased with the person that they landed in Brian Callahan, but who inspired you the least of the eight different hires or promotions internally? That were made, whether that's Antonio Pierce, whether that's Brian Callahan, uh, Dan Quinn was the final coach to be hired in a head coaching capacity today uh, for the Washington Commanders. Who is the least inspiring hire of this NFL coaching cycle? We'll get into it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident where no workouts are recycled or repeated, where you get the best experience, a new way to work out for the new you. math Fitness has been helping so many people accomplish their fitness goals, no matter how great or small. It's a great place to get started. It is for fitness people of any fitness level or fitness experience. math Fitness will get you up and running, literally, with your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com. Who made the least inspiring hire? Of the coaching cycle. I see a lot of responses for the Panthers. Dave Canales, uh, nothing the Panthers could do uh, would be inspiring, right? Adam Mooney uh, says Panthers. I saw a couple of people mention uh, Carolina. Eric Alonzo says Commanders. Uh, all the defensive coaches says I Kerbals on YouTube. There were more defensive coaches hired this cycle than there were offensive coaches, five to three, um, right? So Mayo, Quinn McDonald. Um, I'm trying to think of the other defensive coaches. Who are the two that I'm missing? Mayo, Quinn McDonald. Uh, oh, this is going to drive me insane. I I'm blanking on who the other, who the, the other two defensive coaches are. I know Canales Harbaugh and Callahan were the three offensive coaches hired. Who am I forgetting guys? Bert is going to jump into in the chat. Oh, Pierce, with the Raiders, who was retained, uh, and Mayo, who was retained, obviously um, Mayo being retained. Um, who's Morris? Oh, Raheem Morris. Oh, yeah, defensive, uh, defensive uh, head coach for Atlanta, Raheem Morris. Now, uh, Mayo also, uh, Mayo also retained or promoted from within, so I guess he technically doesn't count for the purposes of this conversation. But Mayo and Morris, both guys with defensive backgrounds. Thank you for uh, helping me out there in the chat. Um, LOL, it could have been Vrabel says Rambo, you know, Mike Vrabel does not get a head coaching job in this cycle, which is interesting enough. Certainly Titans fans should be taking a victory lap after they, I mean, borderline, you guys were scolded by some people in national media for your organization firing the Titans. And listen, I, we, t- we did it. We talked about it on the six, one, five sessions podcast with uh Kaharski and Rex road and Toronto myself. Last week, I asked everybody to raise their hands. Who was surprised that Mike Vrabel wasn't going to get hired in the cycle? All four of us put our hands up. So um, completely, uh, completely uh, eat crow on that from, from my standpoint. I am I am very surprised to not see Mike Vrabel as a head coach in 2024. Now, again, uh, the press around him hasn't been great, right? Certainly how he came to exit uh, the Tennessee Titans. Um, uh Dylan Cole says, "Buck, I know you admitted being wrong already, but you did say he'd be hired before he knew, uh, before we knew he was fired." Yeah, no, Dylan, you're 100% right. Listen, I'm, I'm, uh, we we like accountability around here on this show, and accountability 100% includes me. I thought for sure I teams were uh, interested to an extent, but he only ever interviewed with two that weren't Tennessee, right? Um, Florio said today that the Titans have the least inspiring hire. Uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk said that I did not see that. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. Was that before the Commanders hire though? Cuz I think I think it makes a lot of sense what they did what for what they wanted in a head coach. Brian Callahan makes the most sense. How it's viewed externally I just don't think people think the Titans are a good job. Now, you can prove them wrong. You can go about this and and win, and you can make Mike Florio and everybody else who thinks that you're a bad job or you're an underwhelming hire or you're this or you're that, uh, whatever you think of as less than, um, you can make them eat it by going out there and winning. Um, Key West says, no, it was today him and Chris Sims. Uh, so that would have been prior. Because their show, I think, is earlier in the morning, and I don't think the Sims, or excuse me, the uh, Quinn hire by Washington was made official until about 10 a.m., which would have had them, excuse me, which would have had them off the air before that was officially made. So was Brian Callahan the least inspiring hire pre-Dan Quinn and the Commanders? I mean, I don't personally think so, but maybe I'm too close to it here. I think that Callahan makes a lot of sense here inspiring Yeah, I think it I think it is by definition inspirational to the fan base that they're trying to rejuvenate here. It's uh, they're trying to turn this thing around pretty drastically from what the Tennessee Titans have been basically for the previous 25 years. This is going to be a lot different. So I don't find it to be the least inspiring hire. I think that's Dan Quinn, but you know, I'm I, everybody's entitled to their opinion, I suppose. Here's Ian Rapoport of the NFL Network detailing how it was that the Commanders came to hire Dan Quinn.
1: We have some breaking news. The Washington Commanders have identified their next coach. Sources say it is Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, of course, former Atlanta Falcons head coach, took the Falcons to the Super Bowl, now gets a second shot at it. For the Washington Commanders, it was a long search. It was a thorough search. The final three candidates were Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, Anthony Weaver, really impressive defensive line coach, associate head coach for the Baltimore Ravens, and Quinn, who really was a top candidate, along with Ben Johnson for the Commanders all along. He has improved. He has gotten better. He's learned a lot since his last stint as a head coach. Obviously, what he did with the Cowboys defense, say for the last game. Really impressive this year, but so much of this is about leadership. It is about pairing a first-time GM with a veteran head coach. That is what Washington gets. Now, the Cowboys have an opening at defensive coordinator. I would also expect, as colleague Steve Weiss mentioned, Joe Witt to go with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, He's currently Cowboys' secondary coach, but now a new opening in Dallas as well.
0: Uh, Aubrey on Facebook Live says, "As soon as you get off tonight, news but uh, going to break on the offensive coordinator jo- coordinator job." LOL. Yeah, well, I mean, hell, the the Denard Wilson thing came out like five minutes after we ended the primetime show last night, right? The defensive coordinator hire, so um, we uh, we missed it by just that much, but. You know, you could argue that hiring Bill Callahan is as important as the defensive coordinator hire that they made. This is a uh, this is a really this is a really big deal for them. Um, Brian Cromer says Vrabel to Dallas as the DC. I don't. I, I listen. Anything is possible. I would be shocked if Mike Vrabel was a defensive coordinator in the NFL next year. <clears throat> it's like. I mean, he's not as accomplished as Bill Belichick, obviously. Nobody is. Bill Belichick is the most accomplished coach in the history of the sport. But Vrabel is a DC. I mean, he wasn't a good defensive coordinator in Houston. I know there were some extenuating circumstances. They had, I think, the most injuries on that side of the ball of any team in the league the year that he was the DC, and I think that was 17 for the Texans. But, I mean the man has significant pride and it would be, you would have to eat a lot of it to go back and and work for somebody else. Now, plenty of head coaches do it. Dan Quinn did it right. Dan Quinn's back in the game because he did it. Uh, and also because Ben Johnson decided that he didn't want to be the coach of the commanders, which is an interesting situation unto itself. But, um, yeah, I, I, if, if I had to put money on it, I would think that Vrabel does something media related in 2024, given that he's going to collect paycheck after paycheck from the Tennessee Titans organization anyway, that um, it would be an easier life for him and a better life for him to sit this out and try and get in on the next head coaching cycle, as opposed to going back through and being a coordinator or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I I. I'm fascinated to see where him and Bill, uh, Bill Belichick end up. Uh, Supreme Nick goes uh, or says that Brable's got too much ego for media. No. <laughs> have you seen the level of ego working in media? I mean, my God, I'm a local person. You see how much ego I have? No. Mike Brable, if Mike Brable has ego about anything, he's going to fit right in in media. Uh, in media. Most, most people who have ego in media, including myself, have it wildly unearned. Uh, and that's fine. That means he's going to be perfect. Um, I could see him more as an assistant than a media guy, to be honest. So, like a like a Schwartz type of situation, a Jim Schwartz type of situation. Even then, though, like if you're if Mike Vrabel has the kind of I mean, I guess we could call it baggage. It's not any different than what Harbaugh got in Los Angeles. Like what what Vrabel wanted is what Harbaugh is getting, but Harbaugh has the better NFL coaching resume that's just the better general career coaching resume than does Bill, uh, then does, I almost said Bill Belichick than does Mike Vrabel. So they're not the same circumstance. I guess Mike thought that he was on the level of coach that should be a entitled to ask for that kind of stuff, but I keep dropping my mic pack. I'm sorry that keeps happening. Um, I, I would just, I would be surprised, but we'll see. I mean, we've got many, many months to see how this all uh, how all this works out. I don't know, you know, the spin because a lot of you guys have been asking about uh, what what I'm intended to talk about with Mike Vrabel a couple of days ago, and we just never got to it because the news cycle keeps pushing that off. Um, I don't. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow on the six one five sessions podcast. Teresa is going to be uh, Teresa is going to be on the podcast tomorrow. I don't know that we'll have room for it on the radio show. Maybe we will. Um, but I just think that they're, uh, Titans fans are going to have a harsh reaction to how it is that people around Mike Vrabel are spinning the fact that Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job as a head coach in 2024. So um, I'll expand on that at some point, whether it's tomorrow on the radio show, tomorrow on the 615 sessions. I promise I'll get to it before my week of content creation is done um, because I've got too many shows to not get to it, but. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. All right, weekend bounce back. Let's wrap up. So for me, the least inspirational uh, hire uh, of any coach uh, that was hired or promoted this cycle was Dan Quinn. And it just kind of seems like Ben Johnson left the commanders high and dry, and they didn't really know what to do about it. So they signed the person who at least could get them through a season. We'll see how much longer Dan Quinn lasts beyond that. And Dan Quinn is, is very well regarded by his peers. It's just, you know, he's got to get the coordinator hires right the way that he did with Cal Shanahan. The year that they went to the Super Bowl. All right. Speaking of Super Bowl, uh, bounce back. Let's get to a uh weekend bounce back in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Who needs to bounce back most in sports? If you need a betting bounce back, Zen Sports is a great place for you to wager on the big game itself. It's coming up next week, next weekend for the big game. You can wager on the only NFL game remaining. On the calendar, you can bet on hockey, the Preds not having a great time as of late, but have a bunch of home games coming up that they may be able to capitalize on. You can bet the Preds, you can bet the Grizzlies, you can bet all your favorite major sports in the Zen Sports app. Plug in the promo code ATOZTN. Get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Uh, who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Rajan Rondo. Oh, I saw that he he had some kind of a uh, arrest situation here um, in the last. Was it today or the last couple of days? I haven't I haven't dove into it, uh, so I'm not familiar with the details on that. Stephen Adams just traded for Oladipo. Oh, really? Victor Oladipo still playing? I love Depot. He's my favorite Indiana basketball player um, of all time. But man, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about trading Stephen Adams for Depot. Although, Depot, um, I guess they both have injury issues. Matt Stanley has a good one. Eric B. Enemy. Everyone thought he was the coach and waiting for the command skins. He didn't get talked about at all this cycle. At all. You want to talk about guys that saw their job opportunity window close? So so quickly after being, I mean, the biggest name in discussion points for why isn't this coach getting interviews or jobs? Eric enemy Um, hell, I think, I think they may even have an offensive coordinator that's not Eric enemy in the next couple of days. It's pretty crazy. Um, the Grizzlies need a bounce back. Yeah, they're so bad. They're so bad, William. I uh, you know, beating the Miami Heat the other day um was was a little gratifying, but they are just, they're, the, the heat are terrible too right now. The Grizzlies are just, they're so bad without Jaw, And it makes me sad because I, w- I was really excited about John and the Grizzlies this year. But robbed of it. Either way, uh, we all need to bounce back because this is the first weekend that we're not going to have an NFL football game. But don't worry. Super Bowl commercials are uh, previewing that the big game is just right around the corner. On Paramount Mountain, the stakes get higher.
1: I mean, I, I can't get that thing up there. If it were a football, I'd be able to reach the top. What about a football-shaped head?
0: Uh, we throw the child. Gutsy
1: call, sir. Smart thinking. What? No, that's dumb thinking. He's not throwing. Arnold. Throw him. Throw him. Throw him. Throw him. Hey, do you throw him. want an immunity idol? Throw him. A what? You can't throw, throw a child at a wall. shut your face!
2: Shut me unless you prefer to freeze to death
0: i'm not gonna throw a kid not built for the moment i see fine i'll throw him
1: and creed's here
0: watch and learn dang he's cool it's the fifth quarter and we need a holding one before the seventh inning stretch
1: the grave P-P-Pike! Can you take me higher? Ah.
0: To a place where I might see. I just threw him higher. higher. Come
1: on! To, to a, a place,
0: place where, we breathe. Breathe. where we won't breathe.
1: He just threw me high. I'm good.
0: So close.
1: How are we going to get up there?
0: Now, if there were only someone made of pigskin. Bingo.
1: Oh, okay. dear. Can you take me higher?
0: I hadn't seen it. Burt pulled it. It's awesome. <laughs> That's a great... That's a great, uh, great Super Bowl commercial to get you ready. Uh, without actual football, I mean, Tua is being the closest connection to football. And the poor, I don't, I don't know what the cartoon pig's name is. I know uh, I'm, I'm a little dated on my uh, children's uh, cartoon references. But is it Peppa Pig? Is that who that is? I think it's Peppa Pig. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but somebody said. Christian Tomas says, Buck, what the hell did you just make me watch? Well, if you didn't enjoy that, then something's wrong with you. I don't uh, I don't know what to tell you, Christian, but you know, have a sense of humor. That's all I can say. It's the end of the primetime show. It's the end of the primetime week. Thank you guys, as always, for hanging out with us. Uh, radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. We will have Coach Dave McGinnis, who's been at the Senior Bowl all week. We will have Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel, who is covering the lawsuit filed by the state of Tennessee against the NCAA because – The Vols are about to take down the big, bad uh, governing body of collegiate athletics because the collegiate athletics body overstepped the line. It's going to be a fun show from 10 to 1 tomorrow. We'll also do a 615 Sessions podcast at 3.30 right here on the A to Z Sports live streamed platforms with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. We'll have a great time with T as well. Enjoy your evening. Yusuf says, uh, does Burt have clothes on tonight? I only see, uh, oh my God, he is clothed. No, he's taking off his clothes. That's disappointing. I should probably put him on camera uh, now. Uh, are you prepared now that you've dis- appropriately disrobed? Can you take me
2: higher? All
0: right, get out. I'm in and out <laughs> to a
1: place where blind men see.